The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today, it's our epistle reading, the beginning of our epistle reading for the first Sunday in Advent. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, where the Apostle Paul wrote, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. My dear friends in Christ, now the opening of this reading again, Paul said, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This familiar phrase or a phrase similar to it is a, an opening that usually I use when I'm introducing a sermon. Many pastors use that same verse, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But those words, they're not just a neat, cute opening phrase before a sermon. There's something so much more than that. This is a beautiful gospel proclamation. And, and through words like these, God's word is working on our hearts. It's to call people to faith, to make people believing children of God, or to strengthen them in their faith by giving them the grace and peace that comes from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when you hear this phrase, maybe you might wonder, well, why isn't the Holy Spirit mentioned here? And actually, there's a very understandable reason for that. The Holy Spirit, what he generally is doing is he's working through the Word of God to call people to faith, to build them up in the faith, to strengthen them and keep them in the faith. That's the Holy Spirit's work. And as we've heard that verse... Well, the Holy Spirit is present. He's working through that word to work on our hearts, to build us up and strengthen us. And he's giving us grace and peace. Grace, that's God's undeserved love for sinners like us. His undeserved love for us in which he gives us his son, Jesus, our Savior, and the forgiveness of sins. And because he's given us Jesus and the forgiveness of sins, that's why he's also giving us peace with God. Peace with God because our sins are washed away, they're gone, and because they're washed away and gone, there's no reason for us to be afraid of God anymore. No reason for us to be afraid of God anymore. Our sins are washed away, we're going to heaven. Paul said, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. In Paul's letters, he often would thank God for his fellow Christians. He would say that over and over again because he was looking at his fellow Christians and he thought about the mutual encouragement and support that 
that they could give to each other. He could think about that and how they could rejoice in God's grace given to them. But now how was that grace of God confirmed in them? Well, by the Holy Spirit working through the word, through their regular and faithful hearing and learning and studying of God's word. That's how God's grace is confirmed in them. And it's only through our regular and faithful reading, learning, studying of God's word that that grace is confirmed in us, that we're confirmed in our faith, that we are assured by God over and over again that our sins are forgiven and that we're going to heaven with our Savior. Oh, how important it is that 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 we hear that word, that it be confirmed in us. Maybe just think of the story of when Jesus went to visit Mary and Martha. When Jesus went to visit Mary and Martha, what happened is that Martha, she was busy with dinner preparations and there was Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus being confirmed in the faith. And Martha did end up getting confirmed upset with Mary because she was doing all the work for the dinner for their get-together. But it wasn't that Mary was being lazy. It wasn't that she wanted Martha to have to do all the work, that she just didn't want to do it. Rather, what she wanted to do is be there at the feet of Jesus. And she wanted God's grace to be given to her. She wanted to hear Jesus. She wanted the Holy Spirit to be working on her heart. And well, as Jesus said, she was interested in the one thing needful. May God give us the desire that Mary exhibited there to eagerly and faithfully hear the word of God because what the Holy Spirit's going to do is he's going to work on our hearts and confirm us in the faith as well. The tragic thing is, is that it's really so easy for us to put off the hearing and learning and studying of God's word because we can always be tempted to believe that there are other things that we need to do. And putting that off, putting off being close to the Savior and his word, that's something that's so easy to do at Christmas time because, well, Christmas time, the month of December, that's always a very busy time in most people's lives. There are a lot of things that people want to do at that point in time, but, but what Christmas preparation really could be more important and more special and more wonderful than being close to our Savior and his word? There's nothing that's better than that, more special than that. Remember, Jesus did say, only one thing is needful, and that's learning about the Savior, knowing about how he came to this earth and, well, was born in that barn in Bethlehem, and then how he lived a perfect, sinless life for us, how he died on the cross to pay for our sins, and how he rose from the dead to prove his victory. 
hearing about that, knowing about that, that's the one thing needful. Right now, though, because of the virus, it's easy to say that maybe it's not the time for us to get together to hear and study the Word of God. And, and what we'd have to say is, if you're sick, if you're in a higher risk group, or if you're just really concerned about getting the virus, well, maybe it's not. Maybe now is not the time for us to be gathering together with your fellow Christians, but, but definitely do pray that that's something that you can do soon because there's nothing like gathering together with fellow Christians. But the fact of the matter is, is that since you're listening to this, God's grace is being given to you. God's grace is being given to you. And... It's so wonderful that there are so many ways that a person can have God's grace given to them through the videos that we put out. A person can join our conference calls for worship services. You can read and study the Bible on your own at home. And if you need guidance, please contact me and I'll, I'll give it to you. If you've got questions from your personal Bible study, Call me, contact me. I'd be happy to try to help you on out. You can read our Synod's daily meditation book or other devotional materials. And if you haven't had the Lord's Supper for a while and you're reluctant to try to come to church, well, please contact me and we'll figure out a way in which we can get the Lord's Supper to you privately so that God's grace can be given to you. Well, in our sin-filled, sin-troubled world, how important it is that God's grace be given to us. And the fact of the matter is, God's grace is being given to you right now. Thank God, God's grace is being given to you. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the grace and peace you give us through our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.